All right. The title of the message is, my name's Jim, <laughs> is give me the real Jesus, okay? I, I was, <clears throat> I go. What time does the candlelight service start? It, oh, good question. Six o'clock. It's a six. Six o'clock. Okay, okay. Can everybody hear me pretty good with this mic? I, um, 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 give me the real Jesus. Seems like there's a lot of Jesuses floating around out there in our society these days. And, um, and I, um, I was down at the mission. Um, I, I go there on Thursdays and I, and I do chapel service down there for the, for the mission. And um, it's really neat because it's kind of a closed audience, so they have to go. <laughs> so I'm like, well, thank you for coming. And of course, they're like, well, we have no choice, you know. And, uh, but um, so it's like about 150 people jammed in this little, um, it's like an old, um, used to be the old Holiday Inn, Holiday Inn Express. And it's like in a chapel. It's in a, um, it's a theater, the old theater that they used to have in there. So, but it's, it, it, it's nice when you can corner them in there and teach about the real Jesus. Not, not, not the manufactured Jesus. You know, not the, nowadays, it's like we, there's, there's a lot of different, you know, we want the real thing. You know, it's kind of like, like, when I was young, I grew up in the 70s, you know, and uh, speaking of, before I go any farther, it's good seeing Landon. Yeah, yeah. It's good seeing Landon. Welcome back, brother. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It, those Marines, I tell you. I had a neighbor that was a Marine Gunny, and he, I drove his life nuts <laughs> up in Alaska. Poor guy. He had a hard time with his Air Force guy, you know, but... Um, but anyway, um, but having the real deal, the real Jesus, like having, growing up in the 70s, I got to see the real bands that people like, well, you know, like Leonard Skinner, before they all went down in a crash, I got the pleasure of knowing the real Ronnie Van Zant, the real Jim Morrison from The Doors, you know, they try to, they try to redo these remakes and all that, you know, and, um, and I remember, and I wrote this down too, it's like, what's my line, remember that old show, I got a bunch of oldies in here, and I think that's the one where they had these, this, these different guys, and they tried to figure out who was the fake or whatever, who the fake, and they go, would the real so-and-so please stand up, you know, and so it's the real we want to know who the, we know the real, but the world gets sucked into a, a watered-down version of the real. And, um, and like it says in there, it says, you know, don't conform to the ways of the world, but be transformed on the day that we're doing. Don't be conformed by this stuff. But we've been transformed by, by Christ's ways and who he really is. I remember in the military, Landon. Brother, you can conform to you. You can attest to this one that you have been changed and you have been transformed by no choice. That's the way it is when you walk with Christ. You don't have any choice. If you truly say you're a child of God, you've been changed. You, you've been transformed is what's happened. Um, my job, when I got a job over there working for the Department of State, I was transformed into the computer world. And there's no way other than the, just the help of Christ in my life that, you know, and do that. Um, <clears throat> today's society is being conformed to a lot of things. Churches, many, I, sad, I hate to see this. I hate to say it. Many churches are being conformed to the ways they're doing half and half. Like, well, 
you know this, Jesus. You know, we've talked about this. He's like hamburger helper. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of throw them in here and there, and it tastes pretty good, you know, but you know you got it in the ingredients somewhere. No, churches do that. And, um, but, and how do we know this rule, Jesus? Is because we have been learned from the Holy, from right here, from God's Word, and He's changed our heart, which was written from the beginning. So we know who Christ is. Um, now, I could have gone back to the beginning, you know, like John says. We could have gone way back. Remember, it goes past the little cradle, okay? You know, there's a lot of different, you know, the, the, the society says it's a beautiful, he was a beautiful little child, and, which he was. But he went way before that. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. You're like, what's that? You know, like, okay. But no. And Or you could have gone to the dream. Remember when Joseph, you know, he was going to, he was troubled because, you know, Mary, you know, he had, uh, God sent uh, an angel in the dream to talk to him. Say, hey, listen, you know, you will give him the name Jesus and he will, he will be the savior of the world, die for the sins, you know. So, and he was troubled. Joseph was troubled. You know, sometimes in our minds we get troubled in life. And I, I me personally, I have been talked to through the Lord in a dream. It's amazing. It really is. Usually, I haven't had, I don't know of anybody else, but I haven't been yelled at in a dream. It's always been comforting. God has a beautiful way of comforting in us through those times. But no, I don't want to do that one. And take it to the birth of Jesus? Could. He's our Savior, and he was born a little child. But what was really on my heart, I'm like, well, we need to find out who the real high pastor is, who the real high priest is, and who the one that we really go to on who Jesus really is. I want, I want not that these others aren't, but I want to know. And, I, and what was really on my heart was Hebrews 5. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to teach on Hebrews 5. But to know Hebrews 5, you got to go into Psalm 2. I think it kind of lays the tone. Now, not that if I had taught on Hebrews 5, that wouldn't have been a phenomenal message. Okay, yeah. But, joke. Um, but I thought I'd just go into Psalms 2. Okay? And, you know, and, and I know a lot of people, they'll go, well, you know, that's kind of like the, uh, you know, that, that's the Old Testament stuff, you know. But, but you got to get to know the Old Testament to get to know the New Testament. Because where Jesus has talked about. That's where he's prophesied. And, um, so the best way to know about the high priest is to talk about Psalm 2. It's beautiful. Um, and it's a challenge because it, um, you know, the old covenant, the new covenant. Remember how Jesus was the new covenant? And who did he talk to? He talked to Nicodemus, which is from the old school. He's like, you know, and he's telling him, say, look it. You know, I am the way, the truth, and life. You've got to be born again. The only way to come through the Father is through me. So he went one-on-one, -on -one, the new covenant, the lefts and rights here, the new covenant took on the old covenant. And he said, you know what? I am the way. There are many in churches out there that believe, okay, the Gentiles, yes, you got to be born again. But the Jews, no, we just got to maintain the law. That's not right. 
That's not right. And Jesus was the substitute for that. And he was the median and he came right in and he took care of that. And he dealt with that. He dealt with these men and he dealt with the, the, um, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all that. And, and Nicodemus was a classic example. He took that man on. And it's amazing how Nicodemus sought him out, sought him out at night. And you must be born again. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be poor. Color doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any difference what you drive. It, there's nothing that we would just come to him. And, um, and yet there's many out there that say, well, Jesus didn't really mean that. Really. He didn't mean that. He said it. And, um, but I want the real Jesus. It's just like when you get in trouble or somebody you know gets in trouble. And what's the first thing you say? You're like, you know what? That, that boy right there, he needs some Jesus. He needs some Jesus is what he needs. I've never, ever heard anybody ever say, that boy right there, he needs some Satan in his life. <laughs> that boy needs some Jesus. You know? Just like a lot of us here <laughs> might have had that said about us. And of course our moms are like, I'm praying for my boy. I am. And she's not joining in on that one, but she's like, I'm going to be praying for him. You know what I mean? They could see these things. You know what I mean? So, that he is the only way. Um, but we need to, um, you know, I want the real Jesus. I want the real Jesus. And that's why I thought we'd just go into uh, Psalms 2. And uh, it's really not that long of a passage. Because I'll be honest with you, I don't really think it takes a whole lot of our brain to take Jesus on. It just takes that heart. You know, this is really simple. It really is. And yet, you know, Jesus said, I, I, I use the simple things of this world to confuse the wise. People out there muddy up the water so bad. They've turned into such a commercial. They've turned it into so much hecticness. You know, I mean, everything is just, they, they've just kind of left the lane and, and, and gone out in a whole different realm. So... Here we are here. In Psalm 2, verse 1, it says, Why? Now, I know we have different versions, and I have some better verbiage, I think, in some of the other ones. Why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? Why? I think it's always been a, a why. Why? So many times. That, um, that people, they feel that God is so constrictive, he's so controlling, he's so manipulative over our lives. And, um, and, I, um, and it, times have never changed. It's still the same way. We live in a society nowadays where they're just like, you know what, I want to kind of do what I want to do. And I really don't need to hear this stuff, okay? So it sounds to me like nothing's really changed at all on why the nations conspire. The kings, in two, of the earth take their stand, and the rulers gather together against the Lord. So this is still the same thing ever since the first day in heaven. The, um, the anointed one, the... Um, this is something that Jews don't like to read this. 
because this is coming right in the face as far as when you start reading some of these words like the anointed one and who's this anointed one you know what i mean this was written years and years ago this is coming right at you see this is what god's word does this is the beautiful thing that as you read it he's coming at you and you just like it, it, it you get encouraged and, and, and then all of a sudden there's this coming you're like whoa what's this the anointed one that's because we have a savior the anointed one the one who's been lifted up god that's his son Jesus Christ he's talking about. And the Jews knew this. The anointed one. This was before time, okay? This was this is who's going to be at the end of time. This is the Jesus that I want to know. Okay? Our society's like, no, no, no. I like that baby Jesus. So beautiful and so cuddly. And you know what? It, 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 there's nothing coming out of this. And it's just a nice scene. But hang on, you got the big stuff at the beginning, and then you got some really wild stuff at the end. This is the same Jesus that we pray to. This one, this one, and this one, and all the ones in between. They're all powerful, the all almighty, and yet so loving. You know, and that's like, I want to know this real. You just give me the real Jesus is what I want. And uh, not this watered down. So, in, um, in three... And against anointed one. Now, let us break their chains. Now, these are the people saying now. So this is a conspiracy for the nations to just break away from God. You know, God's like, you know what? Um, he's, um, there's just so much stuff that uh, God's like, you know what? It's showtime here. Here we go. You know, and it's never going to change. It's always been this way. And in three, and three is a biggie here. It says, let us break our, their chains, they say, and throw off the fetters. So they're going to break this bond. It's like, we're going to do things our way. Just like in Jeremiah. Like, you know, they're going to dig your own cisterns. Rather than having this fresh water that God gives us, no, 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 no. I'm going to do this my way. I'm going to dig a ditch, fill it with water. I'm drinking mud water. <laughs> and people are like, uh, you realize what you're doing? Like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to do this my way. But it's mud water. So... It's my way. People conspire. They break the chains. Many people feel that's where God, like, I, you know what, this is too much. I can't handle this. They come into church and they're like, you know what, I like the Jesus word. I like the miracles are super cool. The feeding, oh, beautiful. But, but it just seems too, too, too much in my face, you know what I mean? Just like, remember Jonah, the prophet Jonah? Remember him? God says, I want you to go to Nineveh. I want you to, um, to um, minister to the people, you know, and tell them. And what's he do? Pff, splits. Prophet Jonah. Then he runs. And then what happens? You know, he takes off, jumps on a boat, pays the fare. There's always a price to pay. There's a price to pay when you turn from God. And what's he do? Then all of a sudden, the seas start getting a little rocky. The crew's looking at him. He's looking at them. He goes down below. He's going to sleep this one off. No big deal. You know what I mean? Then all of a sudden, they're like, uh, what's going on with you? You know what I mean? People pick up on these things, okay? And then he's like, well, you know what, my God? You know, and they're looking at him. And finally, they throw him in there, and God provides a fish. <laughs> and then what's he do? He's swallowed up by a fist. What's the first thing he does when he gets in the fish? He prays. That's prayer number one, 
okay? Which you should have been praying way before then before you get, you know, sucked up by this fish. And then he's in there, and, and then out comes Jonah up on the beach, and you know what? And it's like this, I don't know, he's a blonde now or something, you know what I mean? And uh, and then and then the dudes, they're probably looking at this, they're like, yeah, and what's he do? He goes into the city, he prophesies for three days, and 120,000 people change. The king, they're throwing sackcloth on. I, I, that's always been, you know, whenever you see the movies, I'm like, I wonder what that's like, man. They're just throwing the stuff everywhere, and they got the, you know, and that's their way of cleansing themselves and repenting that way. 120,000 people. What's he do? He gets mad. He's like, he's going he's gonna to camp up on the hillside. He's going to watch his people, and he's got a bad heart because they changed their heart, you know? And this is our prophet Jonah. Prophet. It's amazing, isn't it? You're thinking, this, this dude's a prophet? So, but that was just a little throw-in right there. And, um, but, um, but, but you know what? They said, let's be done with God. Let's be done with God. Um, society wants to rewrite things. They want to cancel things. They don't like this, okay? Um, they don't want the real Jesus. They want a made-up version is what they want. They're something that I want. Something I like. Day to day. Like, okay, I'll take this, and then I'll take that, you know, and okay, fine. You know, God laughed at Pontius Pilate. <laughs> you think about it. Somebody had to make a choice. And it wasn't Jesus. Jesus was wordless, and he looked right at him. He's like, you know what? It's up to you now. Who you, whose side are you going to take here? You know what I mean? Like every human being on the face of this earth is going to have to make a choice. You're either for him or against him. That's how God looks at us. You're either in Christ or you're out of Christ. One of And uh, so, I mean, can you imagine? God's probably, and he's laughing. He's like, you know what? You ain't seen nothing yet, dude. This has only been three years of my son. Hang on. Hang on. And uh, so, so let's be done with God. That sounds so familiar. It's so refreshing. When I drive by, there's this guy that stands. At, it's over on our corner on Camino Seco on Broadway. He's got this big Jesus sign, and he just holds it up. He doesn't have to say nothing. All he's got to do is hold that Jesus sign. This has been on my heart to do. I'm thinking, this is not hard. I can do this, you know, and people, you'll hear, you, you drive by and honk, you know, and he's just kind of doing this, you know, and most of the people are oblivious, you know, or maybe not. Maybe there's a lot of people that see this and they, and they wonder, like, wow, you know, I personally feel that there's a lot of, there's a very few that are calling the shots for the masses in this country. It's really sad. And there's a lot of people out there that are in that gap. And they're like, you know what? Boy, uh, that Jesus doesn't sound too bad right now, maybe. You know what I mean? Through all this, you know? And, uh, and what's amazing, what a piece of cardboard and the word Jesus can do. It's incredible, you know? So I'm like, I can do this. And I'm very serious about that, too, you know? So my wife, if you see me out there, you know, I'm, I'll put my shorts on. I'm a cowboy boots, you know, and uh, get out there. I'll make a real sight of this one, you know, thinking this dude's nuts. But he's got this Jesus up there. I want my real Jesus yeah. is what I want. So let's move on here. In four, the anoint the one enthroned in heaven laughs. <laughs> He's, our God is a 
is all serious and humorous. He's probably thinking, this is really sad. The way you laugh can set different tones, too, you know? And the Lord scoffs at them. So he's, he's like, you know what? This, this is coming. Um, and, 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 and he's probably saying, and by the way, when you're mad at Jesus, you're mad at me. And when you're mad at me, you're mad at Jesus. And there will come that day, you know? Now, as far as, you know, when you laugh and all that, remember when you were kids? I mean, when you, when you had kids, small kids, you know, and you, and you let them win in a race, you know, you kind of laugh it off, you know, and, uh, or maybe you start wrestling in the, in the living room. Remember those days? Yeah. I, remember, I was literally writing this down last night. I'm thinking, I remember when we used to do that, and we used to always get in trouble. Because that's when you start, the dogs would start fighting, the, the furniture would start breaking, a couple of the kids would start crying, you know, and you're thinking, I'm just out here wrestling, you know, with the little one, you know, and you let them win, you know, and you know this. But, but, but that's who we are as parents. You know, we have a God who's understanding and very willing, but he's very serious about the society of these days. And, um, And then in five, he rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. Zion, they know all about that. There's another reference to the Bible that the, uh, that the Pharisees know. They're like, hmm, here's this anointed one again, and here we're back to Zion, and this is not a good thing for us. Let's just kind of skim over this stuff. There's a lot of pastors that don't like to talk about a lot of different scriptures. You know, they don't like to talk about, you know, like marriages, when you go into marriage counseling and all that, like, well, you know, some of this stuff is kind of hardcore. You know, I, I don't know. We're going to kind of, let's just kind of gaze over this. Let's just come into something beautiful, okay? See, this is why I brought this up. I want the real word. I want the real Jesus. Because this is what it says. You start pulling out certain of ingredients, just like in a recipe. You take out yeast, you know what I mean, or, or whatever it is, you put it in. You, everything collapses. Everything collapses. And you pull out one ingredient, you know. I've said that to my wife. I'm like, well, do you have to have that? Yes, you have to have that. Like, okay, you have to have Christ in the ingredient. The whole Christ. The whole recipe. So Zion, they knew all about that. They knew all about that. And, um, and I, will, I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son, and today I have become your father. Now, today I have begotten. Okay, you can use that word. Um, this is God talking about his son. Today... You are my son. And here we go. They're like, who's this son thing here again? You know, that's Christ. That's Christ. Ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance. The ends of the earth, your possession. You will rule them with an iron scepter, which is just like the millennium. Remember, Jesus will come back. And they're like, ooh, boy, there's that Jesus word again. In the beginning, and then the baby, and then he's sitting in the end is all-powerful, that's the same Jesus that we all pray to. Isn't that beautiful? I don't care what you're going through. Going through a beautiful time? 
How about this mysterious, like, wondrous time? And or how about this, like, I need some, I need some serious stuff done now. He does it all. He does every single bit of it. Every single bit of it. And you will dash them to pieces like pottery. Remember, he came as a servant the first time. The second time, he's going to come back as a king. He's going to come back as a king. You know, it says, um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only, only begotten son. That whoever believed in him, you know, that you would um, not perish but have eternal life, okay? Only. There's no other. There's a lot of gods out there. And that's where the beautiful thing, this is the gift he gives. I mean, God didn't say, okay, it's not like, remember Monty Hall, you know, you got, okay, you got God number one, you got God number two, you got God number three. Which one you want? You know what I mean? You're like, well, let's see what we got here. You know what I mean? No. He gave one and his begotten son, the one who was lifted up and the one who was worthy of all praise. He says, follow me. Believe in me. You know, have comfort in me. Do as I do. You know, these are things who he was. He was very proclaiming that way. And um, seek me, delight in me. I wrote some of these down. Peace in me, dwell in me, everything. Everything's about Christ. And this is why we're sitting here right now. And therefore, in 10. Now, how many times... How many times have we ever heard that word, therefore? It's kind of like that hinge door in Scripture. You know what I mean? You know, it's one of those words where you just kind of like drive on by. You know, you got to like hit the brakes. You got to go back. And you're like, huh. You, know, you take a look at somebody's front yard. You're like, never seen that one before. You know what I mean? That's that therefore. It's that hinge door. Because of all this, this. And that's what he does. Therefore. Therefore, you kings, be wise and be warned, you rulers of the earth. Now, that's not my opinion. You're going to have a lot of people like, well, that's just you saying that, Jim. New? That's God's word. That's why we speak with the authority of God's word. Okay? People say, because what that does is that answers all questions. No more, no less. That's what it is, right down the road. Okay? And um, it's, um, and then it attacks. And this is why it's beautiful that God puts his word above his name. There's no questions asked. So it's therefore. Be king, the kings, you kings, be wise and be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. This is serious stuff. So as we go through a beautiful Christmas period right now, as we go through the gift giving, which Christ, kings brought gifts, okay? It's nice to give gifts. God knows what we need. It's fun. He knows that we can actually carry that big torch with Christ and have, we can bring that light into the world, which is what Jesus did. We can be that authoritarian in the word right there. And we can bring hope into people's lives. 
Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way. Kiss the son. I love that song. Mary, did you know that your baby boy, you know? I mean, loving Christ. Loving Christ. Can you imagine that? Mary. Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> literally, literally holding Jesus in her arms, you know? And however, uh, you know, as a child, and, 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 and that's God. That's humility. That is humility. <laughs> and he was there before time began. <laughs> and he's going to be down there in the end. And yet he comes as mankind because he knows what we need. He knows the coddling that we need. He knows the loving and the firm touch we need. That's who he is. This is why when I, you know, I go through my crazy times in life, and we all do, you know, stuff. And, uh, and through this time of year, it just kind of magnifies, too, as far as families. And you start thinking about family members, and you think about a lot of stuff and all that. God knows. He knows exactly. But he says, you know what? You just, you just keep clinging on to me. You just keep, keep hanging on, and I'm going to drag you through this thing, or whatever it takes, you know. But you're not going to be you know, conform to the ways of this world, you know, and, and there's just a lot of 50-50 going on, and I just don't like that. I, what I don't like is how it talks about the rulers of the nations. How many times do we see this happening these days? This is sickening. You get these few calling the shots for many, you know. I don't like that. God bless you. And um, so, and we can, um, we can end here. I'm going to say that again in 12. Kiss the son, lest he be angry at you and be, and, and, and be destroyed in your way. For his wrath can flare up in a moment, but blessed are all those who take refuge in him. Wow. Those last two lines, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Man, God's wrath, you don't want that, you know. You don't want to be, um, you know, that you would be caught in that wrath. And yet, and yet, blessed are all who take refuge in him. And I think that's where we are. We take refuge in him. You know, it's kind of like we run like maniacs inside, uh, you know, during a monsoon storm. You know what I mean? And we just, you know, we're heading for the doors. You know what I mean? And that's what happens. It's just, it's just coming at us. And we know where to run. I think it's not where we run. We know who to run to. And, and it's Christ, the all-powerful and yet loving and understanding and been in your shoes, Jim, God. So, through this season, that we can cover the whole spectrum of what Christ wants us to be. And, and we don't really have to do a whole lot. All it says, you know, just love on me. Kiss the sun. Love on him. And yet nations will revolt, and we see this happening nowadays. But let's get back to the loving part, that we can enjoy that love and then embrace that he gives us through these times. Amen? Lord God, I thank you so much for my brothers and sisters. It's always encouraging to see us just sitting in here. and just We get together, and we just want to go in your word. Father God, I just pray that you would just guide our lives continually and, um, and that you would just, um, just encourage us, and yet we, sometimes we've got to take a left turn or a right turn here and there and all. But you know what, God? It's okay. As long as we keep our eyes fixed on you and focused on you, Father. Bless our families our marriages, 
our health. There's a lot of people out there that are very sick right now, Lord. Um, I want to lift up Dan and Shannon and the family, Father, his family. You just take care of them, Lord. Continue blessing our church here, and we love you. We need you. And, God, you're a mighty God, and yet you can really put an arm around us, and we just feel so much comfort from you, Father. Thank you so much. And we just give you a little bit more worship here, Father. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.